Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This week's podcast is sponsored by Be Hero Fights Podcast. Contenders ready! Hello, I'm Tom. And I'm Brian. Hosts of Be Hero Fights. Home of the greatest debates of our time. We tackle the tough topics such as Fortnite vs. Call of Duty. McDonald's vs. Burger King. John Wick vs. Wait, is, is that really fair? Nevertheless, join us weekly on Spotify, Apple, Google, and pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. And hear the madness ensue. And as always, fight on. Welcome to the podcast. I read it online somewhere. Your science questions answered. Welcome to episode 17 of I read it online somewhere. Your first protocol for the weird science questions you're too scared to ask. Like, why can't I eat when I'm nervous? I'm Ross and I'm a science teacher and I'm joined by my science teacher friend Andrew. Hi there. And a science teacher's worst nightmare, Amy. Hey. Okay, everyone, um, so I start with that. <laughs> Ross has turned him into an American 13-year-old. <laughs> I've just been watching so much of the American election that um, that's just how I greet everyone these days. Um, so I'd just like to encourage everybody to uh, follow us on Instagram, um, to please leave us a review, uh, and a task for you to do today, a bit like Taskmaster, is you have to tell somebody else about this podcast. Um, we're sort of good for everyone to listen to. We don't get too too deep into the science, as you can probably tell by some of the stuff we talk about. So please tell someone else, um, and hopefully we can grow and just get a little bit bigger. It sounds like you're doing a kidnap video. <laughs> yeah, please just tell someone. Please. Is please this, tell is, them. Is this because you've wildly went off script? Because none of that was written there. I've written socials, 500 grams. He, no, it's because he's so overwhelmed by his Twitter following. Oh, yeah. Increased mm-hmm. in the last week. How many How many, How many? many are we at now? Oh, do you want a live update? Are we, are we on, update. like, three digits yet? No, okay, let's calm down. <laughs> All right. Okay, Sorry, calm. just Facebook and Instagram remember, are three digits. Remember, 11 say. days ago, we were on 24. Did you just make Wait, that? hold on. Uh, okay, Andrew, um, do you want to guess? Stop looking. Don't look. Guess. 76. 75. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> oh, I didn't even look. Like, I'm actually quite good. impressed with that. We're the, at the three quarters of 100 mark, so that's good. And um, wo- and women in STEM have just retweeted our tweet. Have they? Yeah. Well yeah. done, us. Um, we've also passed the 500 <laughs> mark on Instagram, which was good. And we've got a good couple of hundred on Facebook. 
Um, uh, so three, yeah, good. Three hundred on Facebook. Three hundred. Three mm. of those hundreds uh, on Facebook. I am still winning because I'm in charge of Instagram. Yeah, I'm still I'm winning still Instagram. Losing. Facebook is making its way there. Um, so on that note, we are looking. Um, we've uh, you heard a little advert at the start there for a podcast that we're working with, and uh, we are looking for other podcasts to work with. So if you're interested, please get in touch. Yeah, guys, and uh, go give um, Be Hero Fights a, a a like, a follow, a share, a download. Um, some of the stuff really funny, um, especially like some of the things they put together when they're sort of competing against each other. Yeah, I, I like the whiskey ones. That's my that's my forte. <laughs> Um, right, so this is a big moment. People keep asking us about the US elections, and I've been biding my tongue. <laughs> Your joke is at the end. No, no. <laughs> is this just, the joke? This is just the tease. No, this is the tease. Okay. Because uh, that is obviously not the science-based joke. That's just me being hilarious. I uh, like no. I liked your dad's joke last week, uh, which was, "I'm surprised two men in their seventies have managed to maintain an election." <laughs> oh that's brilliant <laughs> i mean it's the most dad joke ever but it's brilliant yeah yeah and trump is not giving up his election at any point he's gonna flog it to death and <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um, so wait till the end of the episode to hear a science-based joke that i'll need to google quickly okay <laughs> which is why we have to wait till the end yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to move on to what we read online this week and Amy's promised a very good story so Amy over to you I'm excited well I'm going to do it as a little bit of a quiz okay so both have a little think about your answer and answer when I come to you oh hello role reversal who's the teacher now <laughs> okay picture the scene you want to... <laughs> oh dear sorry I just made a face picture the scene you want to make some toast. For some reason, you want half the toast to not be toasted and the other half to be toasted. It all has to go in the toaster. How would you do that? Can you think of anything like science that you could do to like stop half the toast toasting? So what I would do is... Um, okay, I would... I will go to Ross first. <laughs> <laughs> so what I would do is I would put like bacon parchment on like one side. In a toaster? Uh, it would go on fire. No, you get, you get like toaster bags. Oh which yeah, are that's basically true. Basically, bacon parchment that you cook like a grilled cheese in. No. So I'm thinking you just use one of them, but just on one side, so it'll grill one side and not grill the other. No, Andrew. Like I a... mean, you could do that, but this isn't my article. Does that have to be something that's like real, or can it be like imaginary? Uh, I'm interested to know right, where so, you're going. So, like in 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 so Legolas will yeah. come. <laughs> so in in Hi- well, the, the in, in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, there's like a bit where they've got like a lightsaber like sh- knife that cuts through toast uh-huh. uh, bread and cuts toast. But I think the issue is like the other side's already toasted, so it doesn't really work. Um. Okay. So this article is hot and heavy. Stylist shows how important heat protector spray is with experiment. Showing even bread won't toast when it's sprayed. Oh, so you know, so like if um, Andrew, you you're partial to a hair straightener, are you not, or like a curl? I am partial to a curly hair after a sweaty, okay, brow. But in my younger days, oh I, come on, you've all had the straightened yeah, hair. Yeah, like. I had straightened hair. <laughs> yeah, I did. I borrowed my sister's GHDs. Not gonna lie, mm, fair and, though. Um, that's gonna come back to haunt me. So. 
can't, we need to upload a picture of that. Um, so you have to, you should use like heat protector spray. They always say this like hairdressers and never really thought anything of it. So it was, so this woman um, is a hairdresser. She posted it on her Facebook page uh-huh. and just showed like the importance of it. But so it's basically just like a spray that you spray on your hair um, to, to like when your hair dries yeah. or straightening it or curling it. What like what do you guys think is the science behind it? Why would that now just to say it doesn't like stop all heat damage, it just reduces it significantly. But why do you think? Is it something to do with protecting the oils in your hair? Mm. Or or trapping moisture? Yeah. So basically it traps moisture and slows down heat conduction and distributes heat more evenly. Ah. So that means that the hair will heat up gently rather than suddenly, which causes less damage. Um, there is an article, it's called Lab Muffin. Have you ever been on it? I have not been on Lad Muffin. <laughs> no, Lab. <laughs> lab. Lab. Oh, it's Lab like Muffin. Sci- oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, I thought, like I thought like Lad Bible were branching out to like different things. <laughs> lad Muffins. <laughs> Lad Bible are baking now. Popping um, fresh. I think they might do something similar to like our podcast, but they actually have a lot more science behind it and put references and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they just said that actually um, it's you should be looking for three main ingredients in th- this. I mean, I was going to test you guys on the ingredients to see if you have had any idea. So, so there's the three main ingredients in the spray that you put in your hair? Yes. Okay. That because there's loads of them that say that they help, but they probably don't. And the the study's only really been done on these three ingredients. Oh, is it? But it's like, oh, I don't even know how you pronounce them. Oh, hydrolyzed wheat protein. Oh, oh. what's hydrolyzed mean? Water. Water. Just <laughs> I think I think I think protein. some so it's <laughs> had water <laughs> added. Wheat, wheat milk. <laughs> God, we really need a chemist on this show, don't we? Yeah. This is like when I bought this. I bought loads of um, like face masks and all this stuff, and Ross was like reading them all, and he's like, one of them was called what was it? Marine vegan water. <laughs> yeah, it was it was water, but packaged up to be this ridiculous thing. They just hey, had, it was vegan. They had like twelve wow. different ways of describing water. <laughs> it on... was like aqua marine vegan some water h2 literally yeah. um, wow but yeah i just thought it was interesting because i put heated products on my hair and i thought oh okay and it's quite i kind of want to do that experiment with some heat protectors that i've got to see well, if so they actually spray work it on the toast on toast and put it in the toaster yeah but i think i'll grill it because i don't want the toaster <coughs> to like grill only does one side so that'll work <laughs> No, but no, no, no. Like I was, I'll show you the picture. She's oh, actually right. done so half and half. Oh, right. half. That yeah. makes that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm still on Got lab you. muffin. Oh, lab muffin, <laughs> or the the science of beauty explained simply. Oh. I think we're gonna have a really good time on lab muffin. <laughs> Again, I still hear lad, lad muffin. Lab, <laughs> like lab. that's that's just brilliant. So yeah, that was my story. Oh, that's actually yeah. quite cool. Yeah. I know. Okay, uh, we're gonna move on to the next story this week, which is me. So I'm going to start off, uh, as Amy did, with a, a picture of yourself um, in recess at school. Okay, in America? Yeah. Like break time? Break time in school. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'd like you to describe to me what you can hear. Like shouting. Okay. Kids shouting. Anything else? Um, 
I hear that darn school basketball team choreographing their dances again. <laughs> I forgot you went to Rydale High. No. What's, uh, it, what's it called? Wildcats. Well, how's school? What's the school? I can't remember. What it, oh. Both of them are guilty of it. <laughs> <laughs> what's the... Oh, that's really annoying me. What's the school in High School Musical? Wildcats. Wildcats. East. Everywhere. Is it not East? East High. East something. Yeah, East High. East, East Wood High. East, yeah. Clint Eastwood High. <laughs> okay, so... Um, what I want you to think of is um, you've just gone in after break time, uh, but you're the one pupil that's allowed to be left outside. What do you hear then? Silence. Birds. Oh, a oh. swing. Silent birds. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for seagulls is the answer. So Explain. The story I read online this week is that seagulls have learnt to follow like a human timetable. So 142 seagulls were tracked in somewhere. I've forgotten where. Um, and they found out that in the morning they went to the park because that's where all the worms and stuff were. At break time, they yeah. went to uh, the school and sort of picked up all the crisps from school. Uh, they then went to the the like a dump, like a skip type place. Um, and then at lunchtime, they went back to the school to get all the sort of leftover food from the kids. So, yeah, basically they've sort of picked up the, the human timetable and, and jumped into it, which I thought was a, a, a weird thing to, to think that, about. That is mental. That's like, like especially when and it's... And 140, that's a lot to like... It's, it's a reasonable number of seagulls to... But, I, like, I, I know, I, having been still working at a school, there's definitely seagulls kicking around at, uh, after break time and stuff. Yeah, we even ban um, seagulls in class. <laughs> ban seagulls. Um, we encourage people not to eat outside as well, but obviously they still get some seagulls there. So that that's crazy. It, it like I obviously you know being a biologist, like I understand like animals learning certain things. Yeah, but but <clears throat> there is a little bit of there's there's almost like a little bit more understanding there. Yeah, but it's, yes, it is funny how how much animals are so you obviously get animals like foxes adapting to like the urban lifestyle that we've yeah. got yeah but i just thought it was weird that yeah these seagulls are even more they're not just sort of living like picking up scraps in the middle of the night they're they arrive before the break starts they then watch the kids all break just seeing if anyone drops something and then they pick the stuff up afterwards and then clear off like they're only there for like 45 minutes and then they're they're off. They're not there the whole time. Yeah, that is strange, actually. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Cool. Uh, so that was my story this week. So we're going to move on to the last story this week, which is Andrew. So, <clears throat> uh, my story is a kind of a little bit different. It's kind of something that I actually watched online this week. Okay. Um, and it's actually, this is so important to almost all of our lives but so many, uh, so few people know about um, this particular person. So I'm going to ask you if you know who this who this woman is. Yeah. So do you know who Henrietta Lacks is? No. No. So you probably would never have heard of her. Uh, but a hundred years ago, um, 
which is so it's the hundredth celebration, I think. Yeah, so it's the hundredth celebration of her being born. Um, but way back in sort of nineteen fifty, uh, Henrietta Lacks was a she's an African American woman, um, who had right. cancer, and she mm-hmm. had cervical cancer. So and at the time, because segregation was still quite a big thing, so it's actually it's actually quite a sad story. Um, if you watch yeah. the video, I shared it to you. Um, but it, it's really important. So she was an African American woman who, you know, during times of of segregation, um, she went and got her tumor. Uh, she had cervical cancer. She got her tumor biopsied um, in John Hopkins uh, Hospital, which is in uh, Baltimore, and. Um, they noticed that the cells um, were not dying the way that they should have. So the guy, George, uh, I think it's George Gay, he um, he took a small sample of those cells and started to grow them in culture um, and started to create a cell line called HeLa cells. Now, for <clears throat> the average Joe, HeLa cells probably don't mean very much to you. But without HeLa cells, we wouldn't have half of the vaccines that we've got right now. We wouldn't have half the knowledge on drugs. We wouldn't have, um, I don't think we would have a cure for polio, because that's where that came from. Uh, We wouldn't actually have uh, detailed information on the genetic makeup of things, um, including the coronavirus. So actually, because of HeLa cells, we wouldn't have the ability to make uh, the new sort of um, that vaccine that everybody's kind of excited about. Yeah. Um, without HeLa cells, we wouldn't. Without the information from HeLa cells, we wouldn't have been able to get this information. And it all comes from this one immortal cell line um, from uh, Henrietta Lacks. Yeah. However, there is a a mild. Well, it's quite a big problem actually. Um, her permission wasn't gained. So this was at a time when you're. Uh, rights and consent weren't worried about so no one and including her like current family uh, current family now no but um sort of her family at the time had no idea of the impact that she's actually had because it was never registered that that she was really the cause of lots of these um sort of new discoveries because of this immortal cell line so what I mean by that way is the cells just continue to grow and multiply and multiply and multiply and multiply and they never they never really die, essentially. So um, so how how are they used for vaccines? Are they just used for like testing vaccines? Yeah, they so because they can grow quickly, you can test them out to see if vaccines are effective or um you know, what effects they're gonna have on certain types of cells. Um, yeah, okay. So yeah, so it's really um, interesting. But she she unfortunately died, um uh, the the, the same year um, that this Ooh. biopsy was taken but um, the fact is her le- like her legacy has led to our absolutely fantastic medical marvels yeah. but it was very much shrouded in sort of secrecy that they were taken without um, permission yeah. so and is it because was it because she was like you were on about segregation and stuff was, was there any yeah so, so black? it probably it, it, most likely it was it was because she was black um, which is is terrible to think, but it has led us to obviously now have lots of um, conditions about consent and all that sort of stuff when it comes to you know using your mm. body or using parts of your body for for parts yeah. of research. Um, so so, so yeah. can I ask? Um, 
so that was sort of her cancer that was growing. Do, do all cancers sort of because I've sort of read before that cancers are sort of cells that that don't they've like lost the ability to die like most healthy cells will want to die like it's sort of programmed into them at some point yeah so but cancers are kind of lost that. so are yeah. all cancers like these cells or does she have like special ones or well this is it so we're we're still not really 100 percent sure why these particular cells act the way that they do um but and that's i mean i'm saying that as i haven't read further into the book and yeah. read more of the sort of sciencey stuff behind it the the deep science um <clears throat> but most cancer cells yeah they, they have that ability and uh, that function turned off so during the during the cell cycle which um is 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 super interesting if you're a cell biologist but if you're average on the street it's pretty rubbish <laughs> um but during the cell cycle there's like checkpoints where you know it goes through the process and a bit like if you're making a cake in a factory or something goes to a checkpoint and goes yeah this is fine yeah this is fine yeah this is fine no that's not get rid of it right so yeah. you go through this cool process called apoptosis so controlled cell death but uh, cancer cells don't do that they they kind of go haha what do you say to the god of death not today <laughs> and uh, they, they go on and they they reproduce but because they go on and reproduce and there's a problem with them that continues to be in the following sort of copies so a bit like um if you've ever used a photocopier and there's been a mark on the original, or you take, you photocopy a document and yeah. then you photocopy the photocopy and there's maybe a mark on it, that mark will continually be there and will continually get worse if you continue photocopying yeah. the photocopies. And that yeah. that's that's kind of how cancer works. Um, so they, so they, they do go on, but obviously there's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of different types of cancers. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And you know, there's lots of benign cancers, so as well. Yeah, and so so there's still sort of, well, essentially, will there be like clones of the cells taken from Miss Lux? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, for, I, for, I forgot her first name. Lax, Lax, Lax. Lax. So, sorry. so uh, he, yeah, Henrietta Lax. Name as well. So, Henrietta. Henrietta. Yeah. Sorry. Lovely name, actually. So, um, yeah. So, so they are—they are all. So, when I talk about a cell line, they're—they're they're obviously not the original cells, um, but they're cells that are from the original cells. So they still yeah. contain that mm. the same genetic material. Um, mm. But it's just—I I just thought it was—it's really interesting because you know, with all this sort of Black Lives Matter stuff and and that's all going on, that this is <clears throat> so important. Yeah. about consent and you know regardless of who it is consent is important so yeah um yeah and i just crazy was... we didn't we neither of us have heard of her yeah like... and it's you know it's a, it's another one of those sort of you know we were talking about like woman in stem there like mm. you know theoretically yeah while she's maybe not one of the ones doing the research i would count her as a woman in stem mm -hmm. yeah um but you, you also wonder if the like kept her like um identity a secret because some people wouldn't like the idea that uh this stuff has been developed from um someone from like black descent or something yeah yeah which um, I, which again which is, is another crazy. Uh, another yeah, crazy is, yeah. sort of situation yeah yeah so yeah so <laughs> you you can't there is a book i think it's called uh the immortal uh cells of henrietta henrietta lax i think it's called um, so there's okay. a book all about it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, mm. good. Nice.
So that is what we read online this week, and we're now going to go on to questions from the public. So over to you, Amy. Hello. Okay, so our first question is from Nick, and he has asked, why do some organs regenerate, um, but others don't? And he's put an example of liver and skin. Now, I thought all organs regenerate apart from one, and I can't remember what it is. But is that right? Uh, yeah, yes, yes and no. <clears throat> I think your liver didn't regenerate because if you like have damaged it so much, like because you hear about like jaundice and like yeah. alcoholism. So, so if your so if your liver if your liver is damaged too much, um, it goes through the process of cirrhosis, so uh, liver scarring, and those those bits cannot regenerate. But yeah, your liver your liver can go through a natural regeneration process, and it normally does as, as long as you haven't you know tanned like fifteen bottles of gin or something. Um, Ooh, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what doesn't regenerate? Um, so the brain doesn't regenerate well. It does regenerate, but it's not very good at it. So we're still trying to work out <clears throat> exactly what cells do regenerate and which ones don't. And this yeah. is actually all related to stem cells. So stem cells are the cells in our body that allow us to regenerate things better. Um, but yeah, things like your liver and skin, they're really good at it, um, mostly because they so have to they, do quite do, a lot. Yeah, do they just regenerate quicker than other things? So that's why people say they yeah. regenerate quicker. Yeah, like, and it's and it's because it's because they they would probably generate more cells quicker um, and more often as opposed to the yeah. brain. Um, but there are uh, cases, obviously, where if there's been significant brain damage. Um, then your your brain can sort of fix it if you look at stroke victims and um, there mm. are ways for your brain to rewire but obviously this is much more effective <clears throat> when you're younger um so i was actually i was actually watching a show with my higher class this week where we watched a kid uh have their brain operated on and they shut off one part of their brain so one half one hemisphere oh. And uh, so they, they sort of snipped the corpus callosum, which is in the middle. And um, it's totally fine. Totally surviving. It, by the end of the video, I, I assume that 10 years yeah. later, she's still well, I think it's, <clears throat> uh, it's pretty amazing when they do brain surgery and stuff, they get people to do something. So I, I've seen videos of people getting brain surgery while they're like, like playing, playing violins. The, yeah, yeah, playing yeah. Violins I saw that one. Like Just to make sure that they don't like damage a bit. That, yeah, do that something that they're done. not supposed to. But again, as as long as it's done early enough, then there's a there's a much higher chance because your brain is still sort of rewiring itself. So what about like dementia and stuff? Is so, that the same thing? But you're you're kind of older, so your brain can't regenerate. Y- kind of. So dementia is a is the kind of um, issue with connecting long term memory and short term memory, um, which is why a lot of people with dementia remember things that happened years ago. Yeah. and they can't it's about swap it's about making the short-term memory move into the long-term memory and that's not happening um, yeah so it's just some connections aren't working and that means yeah. it's and, and because because you're a little bit older and it's the brain um too like obviously so it's not great at making new cells but obviously you're a wee bit older so you're a bit slower at making new cells anyway so therefore those two in combination aren't aren't the best yeah, mm, yeah. nice okay no thanks for that um, and Eden has asked, why is it that when you're nervous, you can't eat or drink? Does this go back to 
what you were saying, Andrew, about the fight or flight and you just feel sick. Yep. So you don't want to eat or drink when you're sick. Yep. Exactly. Boom, there you go, Eden. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's it. So it's it's those butterflies in your stomach are your adrenaline kicking in because you're not really too sure what to do. Therefore you, you kind of feel you, you feel a little bit sick, so you're nervous, so eating and drinking isn't really gonna help because your your brain isn't in the process of digesting food. It's more thinking like that's not important right now, I'm gonna run away. So yeah. yeah. Nice, cool. Easy one. Um, okay, we we got a double question, the same question this Ooh. week from um, Sarah and Clodo, who I actually both know, which is funny because they're both friends with each other and they didn't realise they'd both asked the same question until I told them. <laughs> um, but they've both asked in slightly different ways, but how basically how do planes stay up in the sky? Magic. Okay, Andrew, over Let's here. go physics. Um, so Phone a friend. Because of the magic carpet engine 3000 i actually don't know now i like i'm i'm not i'm not a great fan of flying so in all fairness i try and avoid this question at all points okay um so i as a physics teacher also don't know um and <laughs> actually a lot of people don't know there is a there's a bit of a conflict um about actually what's causing it to stay up. So basically, engineers can design planes that stay up in the sky, mm-hmm. but exactly how they're staying up there, there's maybe a little bit of a debate about exactly what's going on that's causing it to stay up. Um, so, so what you might have heard is that the the wing is curved, so it makes the air travel over the top and bottom at different speeds. Is the wing curved? Yeah, the wing has got like a bulbous bit at the front and then it goes to like a thin bit at the back alright it's a, it's, I think it's an aerofoil the shape oh yeah um, and <laughs> with the flaps at the back with the flaps at the back yeah and what most people think is the the difference in wind speeds means that there's a high pressure bit in one uh, like above uh, below the wing a low pressure bit above the wing um, so that causes you to get uplift is that is that um, why you have to go at like such a speed to take off? So if you're travelling at a speed forward, it's going to cause that lift more. It, well, yeah, it's there. There is definitely lift. So the the question is exactly how that lift is formed. Huh. Um, so so the one of the arguments is this one here. However, if you then flew the plane upside down, if it's all about the shape of the wing and the speed the air goes over it, if you fly the plane upside down the lift would push it down towards the ground and that doesn't happen does it not no so if you you can, you can fly a plane upside down yeah the red arrows and all them do that yeah that's what i was thinking yeah but do they not do they not i feel like they they tend to travel as if they're moving down no I, they might do something with their flaps to to adjust something but you you basically if you go upside down you don't suddenly like get a huge uh, lift that combines with your weight to crash you towards the ground. Oh, I can't okay. imagine a Ryanair plane successfully being able to fly upside down with a bunch of lads on it going to Magaluf. Oh, they would love that. Um, <laughs> would they? <laughs> I don't think anyone would love that. Um, um, and so that's what most people think. However, th- there are people arguing that that's not exactly what's happening. So basically it's to do with it, how the air leaves the wing 
uh, and the air gets pushed down as it's leaving the wing. And if the air gets pushed down, that causes the plane to get pushed up. Huh. Um, but I just feel like that isn't enough, like for me to get on a plane. Like that's quite. If yeah. someone, if someone, you didn't know what a plane was, and someone was like, "Right, I've got this machine. This is how it's going to work. It's just all about air." Yeah, yeah. Are, well, you, are I, you right to go on it and potentially die? Well, well I that... think that's what's pretty amazing is that we, we can definitely design stuff so it does fly, um, but the you know, look, looking at stuff online and things, people aren't exactly sure why. I suppose um, that's... Um, if if you do know why, please get in touch. Let us know. Let us know that I've made loads of mistakes. But... I suppose that's why the um, was it the Wright brothers had such a like they had so many versions before they actually got one to work. Yeah, they're just getting the, the shape of the yeah. the way that works. Interestingly, about the Wright brothers, uh, the person that took the photograph of them flying the plane had never taken a photograph before. How did how did they do it? By accident. Like like he, he the Wright brothers had the camera, and he just he just turned up on the day and then. It was his first managed, time taking a photo. Yeah, first time ever taking a photo. Bless him. And cameras weren't very good at the time, so it was quite amazing that they actually got. A photo of a the first photo. Did uh, just casually ask him? Yeah. Did you find that out on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Are what we podcast? both listening to Aaron Menke's Cabinet of Curiosities? No. No, did you find it on another one? Yeah. Oh, okay, well, I found podcast. it on, on uh, uh, Aaron Menke's Cabinet of Curiosities. No, um, I can't even remember where I got it. Oh. That's interesting. Um, yeah, because I, I just learned that the other day. But uh, the other thing was that the the Wright brothers' father wouldn't let them fly in the same plane because he didn't want to lose his sons. Oh, this is like the iron brew recipe. The two people that know the iron brew recipe because uh-huh. it's like secret. They're both not allowed to fly in the same plane in case there's an accident. Wow! Like yeah. like royal family, I can kind of understand that. But no, actually, iron like, brew. That's actually iron like people, yeah. wow. I mean, I don't know if this is like one of these urban myths. Yeah, I, I feel... Okay, I'm well, well, it. well, I, I one, once again... These days. I think maybe like 50 years ago, yeah, yeah, maybe. But maybe, you know, once again, this is a shout out to Iron Brew. We did it last week. We'll try again this week. If you want to <laughs> get in contact, please feel free. Um, um, oh, wow, that's really Sugar-free Iron Brew would be great. Especially for Christmas time coming up. Ah, yes. Or no, do you know what would be even better? It's like the original, original recipe, recipe. One, and we can sell that. Yeah. Or with the, the extra sugar. Just add some extra sugar. Mm. Um, yeah, but the dad was quite happy to jump on the plane with him. So the oh. dad would go in the plane with one of the one of the kids, but he wouldn't let both kids fly together. That is interesting. Yeah, and I really can't remember where I learned that from. Mm. Um, so I'm more Iron Brew chat. I'm on <laughs> a really old BBC News article from 2009, but look how old it looks. I've got to send it to you, Andrew. But um, so Robin Barr retired at seventy-one. He was only one of two people that knew the actual recipe. Um, and this is BBC, so it's legit. Um, for the best thing, I'm brew drink, and the two never travel on the same plane. Oh. That's what it says. No. So, like, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm gonna confirm that as my a good source. It's the BBC. So they never. So it was two people, but I think now it's saying that the secret's gonna have to be passed on. Wow. Um, I know. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. There you go. Learn something new. Yeah. Okay, planes, we've done that. Okay, so next question is, um, would it technically be possible to trap a light wave in a mirror-walled sphere? From Sean. 
So, I don't really understand any of that. I think this is a question for Ross. Uh, Can yeah. you? I don't actually understand the question. What does? Um, what? So a mirror-walled sphere. So what? Wait, oh, yeah. can I? Well, can I? It's can probably I... easier to do it as think of it like a box. Okay. Um, but so would that would that have to have? Would it? It can't be a mirror on the outside. It have to be a mirror on the inside. So oh, it could be on a one-way yes. mirror. Yeah. Like yeah. a like a, so, a full glass mirror. Well, it wouldn't even be one way. I'd imagine what you do is you shine your torch in, close the box or close the sphere, uh-huh. and then that light should just keep going in there forever. Huh. Um, so, no, probably not. Uh, so mirrors are good reflectors, so it would certainly bounce around for a little while. So if you imagine you have like a laser light that's going to bounce around in there for a little while. Um, however, the energy in that laser will get absorbed by the mirror, um, and as it gets absorbed, the intensity will drop, and the the light will disappear. Hmm. Um, so, so yeah, it would, it would happen for a little while, but yeah, no, the the f- light is traveling photons. Okay, so we can get into some quantum physics here, everybody. Look at oh, that wee smile as soon as you said that. Yeah, <laughs> Ross, is, Ross is reading a book called Quantum Physics for Babies. Yeah, I taught it to, to our son. Um, so yeah, so light is these traveling little particles called photons. And if you get a, a little packet of light, like let's imagine you switch a laser on and off for a second, uh, you, you'll have billions of photons in there. Um, but as that light reflects around inside your sphere, your mirrored sphere, uh, every time it hits a surface, you're going to lose some of the photons. They're just going to be absorbed by the atoms in the mirror. Uh, and that's going to cause the the number of photons bouncing around to get less and less and less until there's none left, and then the light's gone. Uh, okay, last question is specifically to you, Andrew. Ooh, exciting. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it is, what is the answer to question 11 for advanced higher homework? <laughs> 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 Brilliant. Uh, do, you know, right. do you know it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Um, I, what's I suppose though. Yeah. What's um, the question? Let's see if we know it. The the question. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, I can. I, is it refraction? It is. It <laughs> it's is. Really <laughs> it's not refraction. Okay. Herbivore. Um, but actually, do you know what? I think. <laughs> I think you might be able to answer it because. Damon. It is. Steaming. Stop just naming biology stuff. I've run out of biology stuff after. Vast, uh, but but th- like having a thinking about it, it's the vast Slaters difference. Slaters and silica but gel. I actually think you might be able to answer it. Cilia. Right, are you ready? You should actually, yeah. do you know what? I think you will. You're being a bit cilia. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I don't know what cilia is. It's the, the tiny little hairs in your, in your guts. Sorry? <laughs> so, in they're, my guts. They're little. Well, yeah, they're, they're 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 no no they're villi, but they in your in your um, esophagus and your trachea they're tiny little cilia. Also in your fallopian tubes, they're they're what make the egg move along, and they're like they beat backwards also, and forwards. It's like, <laughs> just imagine it like it's like crowd surfing. It's like it's just like it's crowd surfing with a Mexican wave. That's literally how to think about it. No, it's like a car wash. That's what it's reminding me of or something. Oh yeah, yeah a wee bit. Around. Yeah, but they're, I mean? they're 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 Andrew sort of. I mean. They're sort of like, like, wow, wow, wow. More like the floppy guy you see at the car. <laughs> yeah, the wild uh, flailing and top of the uh, yeah. inflatable oh, yeah. tube guy. Yeah. So okay, the question okay, is. That's question 11. Okay, this is like a game show. Okay. Fastest Other than wearing first. gloves and a lab coat, 
Name one other aseptic technique. So other than wearing gloves and a lab coat, a mask. Name another aseptic technique. A mask. Um. Mm, no. Aseptic. What's aseptic? To, to stop <laughs> bugs getting in, or just to, to yeah. keep your stuff clean. Um, yeah. Heating up your agar before. What's an agar? Oh, Ross, you went there at uh, no though. But although that what? is, although technically that agar? is part of aseptic technique, but surely that, yeah, surely. But I, I, I wouldn't, I would not for you doing aseptic technique. No, your agar probably is going to be well if you're using. It's your I'm agar is probably going to be solid. So I have to do that. So yeah, wait, but your this... your agar is going to be solid. Because you you need to tell me what thing. an agar is now. So I'm just thinking a- agar is a, agar is basically like fancy jelly for microbes. So it grows. Um, it's got like all the nutrients on it. It's like a food source. It's like jelly, to be honest. Okay. Um, so you're so imagine you petri dish. imagine you're you working in a lab. Yeah. yeah, that that's what that's what it is. So imagine you're working in a lab. What do and you need got... to do to keep safe? And all you've got is a lab coat and goggles. Yep. So no, what else? Goggles, yeah. No, 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 no. You said no. goggles. Uh, no gloves, 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 gloves. gloves. Oh, gloves. Oh, goggles. 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 <laughs> um, goggles aren't going to really affect aseptic technique. But surely, surely a mask, like so you don't spit in it or something. Uh, no, no, mostly because of your setup. Shoe you're gonna, covers, you're gonna, like you wear at the pool. Pull it out. No. Do you want me to just they tell you? A swabbing yeah. technique. Right. It's about swabbing. Get rid of your swabs. Give us a clue. Hmm. Um. I like. It. Okay, so so one of them. Let's do charades. Is that you? <laughs> Great for a would... Oh, okay. So two of them are things that now we do pretty much on a daily basis. Where hand gel? Go to the toilet. So not hand gel. <laughs> Shower. What else do we do? So if you if you're not if you don't have hand a gel mask. handy, wash what your would hands. You do? Wash, wash your hands. hands. Okay. So yeah, wash your and hands all a, the time. Sorry, this is advanced higher. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, well, for aseptic technique, yeah. And what else do we now do? Pretty much on every single desk. Just wipe, wipe it. Wipe it. So yeah, so cough into your elbow. Um, so you can have wiping down surfaces with disinfectant. You can mm-hmm. have washing your hands before and after the procedure. You can have working in a cell culture hood. So that basically means that you don't <laughs> you don't need to be wearing the mask because it's going to pull all the the air up. A cell culture yeah. hood. I'm just imagining um, like the Bronx. And yeah. using uh, <laughs> using sterile equipment. So maybe that's what I was saying. Yeah. I get the mark. Yeah, Ross, you're burning jelly. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's literally burning no. calories. I mean, so um, so Eden, those are the answers you should have had. I'm going to assume that this is from Eden, right? No, um, it's not. Oh, is it not? <laughs> it's from Eden. No, oh, okay. Right, Eden, I assume that these are the answers you're after, um, which is great, except this episode goes out on Monday and your homework is due tomorrow. <laughs> which is Friday. Which is Friday. <laughs> so, um, speak, speak to me at class. Yep. See so, me after. I mean, obviously it's great that you can send in questions and stuff, which is very handy um but obviously if you've got any other questions that you'd like to hand in um please feel free to drop us an email um so this is obviously not just a call to eden this is a call to everybody um please drop us an email at ireditos at gmail.com um or drop us a dm on instagram twitter facebook tiktok at ireditos uh feel free to drop us um more likes comments shares um tell your friends about us over socially distant coffee over zoom um please also look out for any promotions that are coming up on our merch store soon black friday is not that far away and um we hope to hear from you soon 
So we will see you later. Bye, guys. Yeah, farewell. Bye. Bye. I'm going with farewell. Do, that's that's do, my new do, signing. Do, do. Farewell. Yeah, that's how I was finishing my parents' evenings the other day. Have you done a virtual parents' evening yet? Okay, Ross, I think it's your turn to do the joke this week. It is what indeed have you my got turn. For us? So, actually, we talked about this earlier, so this should be good. A photon walks into a hotel. The desk clerk says, Welcome to our hotel. Can I help you with your luggage? The photon says, No thanks, I'm travelling light. <laughs> <laughs> that is bad. That yeah. is good, though. That is good. It's with, good. Uh, Love a pun. Discussing one of the questions. Did so. you just Google photon puns? <laughs> No, I just Google science jokes, and so many of them were just about uh, oxygen and potassium being okay. <laughs> oh. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, well, thanks for that. You will. Dun, 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 Welcome to episode 17 of I Read It Online Somewhere. Your first protocol for all the weird science questions you're too scared to ask. Like, why is my sound wave so big? Oh. <laughs> because you're literally <laughs> screaming. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> Ross is definitely going to make that into the, the intro <laughs> the It's going to be right at the end. Honestly, that's one of the funniest things to listen to. Yeah, I've listened to a few other podcasts do that. So we're just okay, start again. Yeah, you sorry, you yeah. did really well for your contender ready bit, so do the next bit again. Yeah. And don't, stop shouting. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to bring more energy. I'm sitting further you're, back. So you're like Brian shoot. Blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. Gordon's alive. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.